0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Peter Saxon with another Radio Info podcast recorded on all road equipment, including the Rodecaster Pro mixing desk. Now, it's recording, recording, reporting season for public companies, and last Thursday, it was Southern Cross Stereos' turn to lodge its half year results with the Australian Stock Exchange. You can read the top line results in Radio Info, but to give us his perspective on the half year results, on the phone is SCA CEO Grant Blackley. Hi, Grant. Good morning. Good morning to you, and uh, heading... The heading on SCA's report to the stock exchange was audio revenues continue to grow, and they certainly have in Metro Radio, which is up 6.8% over the same period last year, and Digital Audio, which saw a whopping improvement in revenue, up 37.5% over the same period. Yet the overall revenue for SCA as a group was up by a mere 0.1% of a percent. Grant What were the factors that counteracted those gains to arrive at almost zero growth as a whole?
1: Yeah, thank you. So um, our our company asset class has 80% of the earnings in the company and effectively 80% of the revenue coming through at the audio line, which includes obviously a very robust radio segment, and 20% of our earnings and profitability comes from TV. So what we have seen is a contraction at the TV level uh, of some nine and a half million dollars in the half year. And that's been born from, I think, two things. One, TV recovered first out of COVID, um, shot through last year. It was one of the first recovering mediums uh, ahead of most other platforms uh, coming out, led by national advertisers spending more. um, And TV is, you know, principally driven by national advertising. Um, the second thing is that we do know that the free-to-air TV environment is challenged and that you know streaming is uh, taking a fair share of audience and eyeballs these days. And to that end, what we saw was a denigration in the, uh, the results that we saw in TV. So TV dragged on our group result, but otherwise our audio results and radio results, we were quite pleased with.
0: Good. Um- what were the factors that drove the gains in radio and uh, in in uh, audio generally?
1: Yeah, a, a couple of factors. Firstly, as I just mentioned, radio has lagged um, recovery in general uh, to TV, as have most other media segments. And therefore, you know, we are still in a recovery phase to pre-COVID levels um, in terms of the uh, the revenue line. And therefore, we saw good growth coming through. We, in the metro markets, what we did see um, was our revenue for national clients was up 10.5%. Um, now, we didn't break that out in our presentation, but I'm happy to share that with you. Please. So 10, 10.5% growth at the national level is a solid uh, number on any measure, remembering that we're cycling over not dissimilar numbers last year as well. So you're seeing that momentum continue to drive through radio at the local level of course the more national spots we sell the less available slots we have in the metro markets for our local clients and unfortunately that uh, contracted by about four percent but the net result as you mentioned was up six point eight percent which was a solid number i would have thought the number would have ended even higher because for the first four months of the year we were tracking up between eight and ten percent and I think if we would have seen a more buoyant market in November and December, you would have seen a result that was closer uh, to not 6.8, but probably up around the eight or nine percent mark for for the half, which would have been a very solid recovery and very solid uh, growth in the prior year. But November and December, across all media markets, and it did impact uh, radio as well, uh, did come under pressure and. It came under pressure really, I think, you know, we've got an economic environment where we've had multiple interest rate rises and effectively you started to see a bit of caution, um, even contraction come into the market in a, a couple of places in the advertising sector, which just slowed the market down. Um, in actual fact, the market regressed a bit in November, December. So it's really an advertising category play and the biggest Uh, contributor to that is government. So I've often said that, uh, you know, governments will fundamentally, once in power, for the first 12 months out of an election, they are somewhat um, absent from the marketplace. And they're more absent this year because the crisis of COVID and the health-related issues, um, you know, are not as uh, prevalent as they were. So there's no reason to spend on health. And first year of government, they're in government, so they don't need to spend uh, to, to maintain that position. That's been the case for 20 years uh, in the cycle. Then what happens after the anniversary of 12 months in government, uh, they start to work on more policies and, and marketing those policies. And you see an uptick in spend again, you see it again as you're, the next year after, as they start to work their way towards the next election. And that's a, that's a pattern of behaviour that's occurred for the last 20 or 30 years.
0: That apart, um, and certainly there were some warning signs, I think, and I was going to talk about that later, but now you bring it up. How does that auger, um, given for the next 12 months, given the, uh, the, the the pressure on households that's been brought about by the interest rate Rate hikes. Is there going to be a downturn, and uh, heaven forbid, a uh, recession of some sort?
1: Yeah, well, I'm certainly not an economist, but um, you know, I have been on the road for two days talking with uh, up to 40 of our investors, um, who are all sophisticated investors and analysts. Um, and you know, we read that Australia could once again be the lucky country and avoid a recession. Um, where others may go into a recession. So we don't want to talk our way into it. The second thing is that we are nearing what is, one would hope, the peak of the cycle for interest rate rises, um, albeit the Reserve Bank is saying, yes, there's at least a couple left, possibly more, uh, and I think they've been doing it in increments um, rather than us taking our medicine early. Um, hence why we've seen this trip feeding of interest rate Um, increases over time. And I think that does weigh on the market in different ways. Um, And there's good and bad things that come from that as a result. So, you know, one, the government has been absent. That's seasonal and they will come back. Two, the banking industry have been also contracted in, in, and they're a very big sector, banking and finance. They're really not out there trying to uh, win the hearts and minds of people as they're putting interest rates up. Um and not necessarily flowing that through to term deposits either, by the way. so they're they're spending less and keeping their head below uh, you know below the surface. However, when you get to a point where in actual fact they need to drive profits and they need to maintain their share of market, what you will tend to see is they'll lean back into the market, and maybe we'll start seeing marketing on term deposits again because yeah. interest rates have risen. And therefore, there's a better return for those with term deposits and retirees, which is a good thing for the economy um, and for those people because it gives them more spending power. Um, Conversely, if there's less money in the um, housing market going around, people will want their share of that. And in actual fact, you have to market to get that. So there is positives and negatives on the way through. Um, I would say that there is half a dozen things that... Um, relate to a very positive outlook moving forward. And there's probably an equal number on the right side, which is a cautionary um, note as well. The key is how big are the segments that are in uh, a more optimistic versus pessimistic line and what is their weight in the market? And when you balance that out, what you're seeing, particularly across radio and audio, is probably more of a positive side because of one simple thing. We don't, uh, we have a very positive um, consumption level of audio and radio. So, more people are listening to radio, more people are listening to audio. The same can't be true for 20% of our business in TV, where in actual fact, there is more fragmentation in that market. It's been coming for a very long time. And, uh, you know, the streaming companies are taking away the eyeballs. So, you know, radio and audio is in good form. It does have um, good delivery. It has a growing audience, a growing share of the the total uh, time by consumers per day, and that hopefully will act as either a stimulus or at least a mitigator against some of the downturn.
0: So let's look at that good news. Digital audio, which is pretty much represented by your listener brand, has enjoyed staggering growth of 37.5% in the uh, past year, and has managed to pull in some $10.5 million in revenue, which is not bad for a sector, they all said. Just Can't for the do. half, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Couldn't turn a quid. Still, yes. the investment costs have been very
1: high, haven't they? They have. And unashamedly, um, we uh, we believe you know, consumption patterns are changing. Um, consumers are not buying traditional radio sets in their true form anymore. We're all listening online more across multiple devices. So whether it's a desktop, smart speaker, uh, mobile phone, um, IP enabled listening is growing exponentially. So we have to follow the consumer. To follow the consumer, we have to therefore have an ecosystem for digital audio that can actually distribute our content. Then we monetize the content and we obviously capture the consumers as they're moving to you know other ways of listening. So that's all very healthy. The key component here is that there wasn't a product to buy off the shelf. So we scoured the world for a product that would suit our means. And in actual fact, there isn't one. Um, There were certain players in the world that were emerging, uh, like the BBC, the BBC Sounds. They would built an audio ecosystem. You had Global in the UK that had really refreshed their radio player. Um, into more of an audio player but it was off a radio background Um, so not unique Um, and we really couldn't find anything else globally so therefore we had to build design and build our own so uh, unashamedly we say we had to spend uh, the money and we will continue to invest in listener because it's providing an ecosystem and a conduit to consumers and for advertisers that's doing a number of things. We've closed down 85 apps uh, and websites, Oh, uh, sorry, 85 websites and multiple apps where people used to go and I guess scroll through uh, trying to listen to our Hit and Triple M stations, all 100 of them. Now they come through the front door of Listener. They give us their name and some personal details. So we have a known audience and we start to merchandise that known audience. Of course, we've lived in the broadcast world, which is we know we're broadcasting, we just don't know to whom, other than you know, broad geographies. Uh, and we make assumptions on that through surveys. So to be fair, we're moving from the unknown to the known. The known world is worth more. It is a world that all of digital companies from Meta to Google operate in, and data and analytics becomes a friend, and it also becomes a premium activation so we own our ecosystem we are building out the ecosystem um, and listener now has not only our hundred radio stations streaming consistently not only on top of that we have 29 music stations only we have now 600 podcasts two uh, roughly just under 200 of them are homegrown from ourselves and we have onboarded um A number of partners the most prolific and biggest announcements we've made recently was stitch and wondering and our company achieving the exclusive sales rights for those companies, and that brought another 500 uh podcasts to the platform of listener add to that we negotiated for the first time in history the digital audio rights for the afl nrl and cricket australia and that's before we get to news and information so the house of listener is a broad church it has a wealth of content but it's a personalized feed and we have 1.2 million people who have signed up in australia which is considerably more than where it was 12 months ago and we're forecasting by july 24 that to be roughly 2 million signed in users so that has scale now when we have scale um, we can often get referral to other customers um, after that, we also there gain more scale, and of course, at that level, advertisers and agencies respect that the data you're getting from that is, you know, uh, valid um, and fair, and at the end of the day, has fundamental value um, that is even greater than that of audio uh, radio. So, an on-platform digital audio um, listener is worth about five times more than a radio listener because we know about them and advertisers and agencies are prepared to pay a premium because they can address specific cohorts of audiences.
0: And is that the reason that you once proposed last time I saw you uh, to rebrand SCA to listener?
1: Yeah, we haven't made a determination on that but what I will say to you is unlike a lot of um, our peers around the world. Um, this is not a subsidiary business within SCA. This is in the middle of SCA. It is the center of our universe and all of our assets. So we've turned off all of our apps. We turned off access by TuneIn um, to our product and we're pushing it all through this known house of listener. So as that continues to scale, um, as it continues to mature, And as more of our revenue and our decision-making, you know, um, is driven by the insights and the strategy surrounding listener, yeah, there is a time that we should consider, um, you know, what is the name of the company and what do we stand for? And that time might come where we do change to listener.
0: Grant Blackley, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.